Hey, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. Uh, man, I, I got to admit, uh, just a, a little real life behind the curtains, uh, this is our second take on this episode, uh, because the first take we started recording, or at least I thought we did, we got about two or three minutes in, and there was I had forgotten to turn on the mics. We so, were on pace for the best one we've ever done. It was going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Like, yeah, but... Now you get this. So uh, anyways, I'm one of your hosts, PJ Burner. I'm here with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's going on, listeners? And we've got our guest co-host returning, Doug Atterbury. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. Glad to have you back. Uh, as we're thinking today, again, continuing this idea of, of how-tos, uh, we're going to be looking at how to read your Bible, which is something that we should be doing uh, on the daily, as they say. Uh, but what are some other things that we do daily? For me, uh, social media, especially Twitter, I, I love to just take in the information. And so daily, I'm, I'm checking what's going on on uh, the, the Twitter sphere, which is probably something I could take a break from. Um, and it might be healthy for me and, and probably for my marriage too. Um, but uh, what are some other things that we do daily that we can't go without? Man, I got to wake up and I got to get that coffee in me right away. That's my go-to. I look forward to it. I wake up and I'm like, man, where's my coffee? That's like one of my favorite things. I got to have it every day. Seriously. Sometimes I go to bed looking forward to the cup of coffee I'm going to have the next morning. Sometimes I get cold brew the night before and stick it in the fridge for the next morning. And I think about it as I go to sleep. I think I might have a problem. You dream yeah. about it. Have, have you confessed that to your wife? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. She knows. She supports it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right. How about you, Kellen? Speaking of wife, I, talking to my wife every day, that's uh that's, that's a good thing. That's to a do. good thing, right? Yeah. Uh that that's pretty consistent and that's something that uh it, it just happens uh, without even thinking about it multiple times throughout the day. So that's a consistent one. You talk to your wife multiple times throughout multiple. the day. Multiple. Wow. Dude, get... the bar has been set. Doug. I'm getting bonus <laughs> I don't know right if we're now. gonna it's be impressive. Able to... <laughs> Text too. Yeah. And tweets. Dude, no, you, I'm are... I'm, I'm just you are a walking Hallmark card. This is amazing. A tall one. A, a tall one. Uh, but speaking of things that we need to be doing daily, uh, like brushing our teeth, like uh, just taking care of ourselves, the daily constitutional is always important for men too, right? Uh, how about uh, this, this idea that we need to be daily men who are in the Word of God? And uh, that, just like we talked about uh, last time with prayer, uh, we can agree on that and say, yes, I need to daily be reading my Bible. I need to be in the Word of God daily. And yet at the same time, we can sit there and we can say, yeah, but where do I even begin with that? How do I start doing that? I haven't ever been consistent in that. I've started plans time and time and time again, and I get to Leviticus and I bail and I'm done. And I, I, a week passes, two weeks pass, and I think to myself, well, I can't jump back in. I'll, I'll start again in January. And, uh, you know, it's like February at that point. So uh, how can we be consistent? What does this look like? How do I get into a, a good routine of reading my Bible? I think the first thing that we want to address is, uh, just like praying, we also need to read with a plan. What does that look like for us? Yeah, if we don't have a plan, we're just going to be that guy that flips through our Bible and throws our finger down and says, hey, I'm going to read this today. And if you, if you don't have a, a go-to place every single day when you wake up and you get into the Word, you're, you're just not going to know what to do. And so you're going to just, you're going to push it off to the next day. If you don't create a consistent place and a time for you to do it, uh, it's going to be so easy to just neglect that in your life and move on to something that seems in the moment more pressing, like, like getting up and getting ready for the day or making breakfast or doing whatever you're doing. You're just going to push it off. This might sound like a, a Nike slogan, I think it is, but just do it. And what I mean by that is, is get in the Word. If it's two minutes today, 
uh, and that's going to sort of get you on the on-ramp to progress into more in the future, start with that. Uh, many guys look at the Bible and they think, oh, i got to read all 66 books today. It's not going to happen, but yeah. they get intimidated and they back off on it. But you can take bite-sized chunks of it and start there and progress your way to more and more, and that's how you get in the rhythm of doing it, not looking at the entire Bible and trying to figure out how do I do this in today or how do I do this in a week. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. I think it's important to create a habit too. You, you got to have that habit, and a habit takes time to create. You can't just start that out of nowhere. You got to create a habit. So one of my favorite things to do is to tell guys to read the book of John. It's got 21 chapters. You read, uh, you know, 21 chapters is in three weeks. By that period of time, if you could read one chapter a day, every day for three weeks, you've now established a habit in your life of reading that takes you about three minutes a day to read one chapter of the Bible. Get yourself into the habit of reading. Yeah, that's awesome. Or I know people who have read through the book of Proverbs because there's 31 chapters in Proverbs and most of our months have 31 days in it. So you can take a a chapter of Proverbs a day and that wisdom literature is always helpful for us to be uh, thinking about how to to practically live out our our relationship with the Lord. Uh, Plans, but what you're talking about is having a a reading plan, right? You're talking about having some purpose so that you're not just uh, reading without uh, without a point, letting the the fan kind of blow the pages of Scripture open and being like, oh, look at that, God wants me to read uh, Hezekiah chapter Um, (laughs) 9. That's not a thing. but as we think about uh, not just reading with a plan, uh, we want to be purposeful when we read. And, and one of the best ways that I've found to do that is uh, actually to read with a, a pen in my hands. Mm. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Bible marker. Do you guys mark up your Bibles? I read everything online so or on my computer. So I, I have highlighter tools on my computer. But yeah, I, I get into the habit of always having a notes app open or something open next to me so that I can engage with the text instead of just I do both. Use a highlighter, use a pen. Uh, what I think is, is cool about using a pen specifically is being able to go back later, maybe it's a, a week later, a month later, a year later, and being able to see just some of the thoughts that I had when reading Scripture during that time. And, and even for me, is I might jot down a question or something that, that caught my attention, and to go back to it later on and see how much God has grown me um, in, in the Word has, has been awesome too. So I think highlighting and pen are great ways for me. Yeah, absolutely. And and writing notes in the margins is a great thing to do. I always think about uh, the the generations to come after me when I'm gone, right? And if my Bible is still around, uh, you know, I I want my kids to to be able to have my thoughts and my notes about, you know, what God was doing in my life during that time and and uh, thoughts on different passages, verses and things. So writing those things down in the margin is is super helpful. Uh, Pastor Doug, you mentioned having a notes app open. Uh, having, if you don't have the the computer and you're not reading on there, just having a blank piece of paper or a journal down yeah, next to you. Absolutely. Um, we encourage something here at, at Compass Bible Church that we call the TAN method, which is just an acronym for then, always, now. So as you're reading a passage of scripture, ask yourself what did it mean then to the original audience. And then ask yourself, what's the always principle that's that's always true regardless of the time frame uh, that's that's not bound by time? And then ask yourself, okay, so what should this mean for me uh, now, today? What should I be doing uh, after engaging with this text? Um, so reading with a pen is helpful. It also helps you focus. Um, having a, a separate pad, uh, just a, a sticky note, something like that. Sometimes we're reading the Bible and we'll get a distracting thought pop up. Oh, I need to call and make that doctor's appointment. Oh, I forgot to fill up my car with gas, um, whatever it may be, right? <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden, you, you can't get back into the text because your mind is absorbed with that. 
write ever, whatever that is, write that down on that sticky note so that you can get back to it later on. And that frees your mind up to stay focused on, on what you're doing, on reading God's word, uh, the task at hand. So yeah, reading with a plan, reading with a pen. Uh, how about reading with prayer? How does prayer play a, a factor in our Bible reading? Prayer is important before we start reading the Bible. Anytime we open up Scripture, depending on what's happened during that day, we're always bringing what I call baggage to reading Scripture. And a lot of that is just our external thoughts, our internal thoughts, uh, things that are going on during that day. And that prayer is key for us to be able to to pray specifically to God, to, to have the Holy Spirit illuminate our minds, for us to to put aside all the baggage that we have going on during that time and be able to focus directly on Scripture, and we can remove those distractions. Also, if we don't do that, then we have a tendency to pick out what we want to read. For example, like if you look at Ephesians 5, when you talk about the roles of husbands and wives, if you know you had an argument with your wife, then you're going to look at the first thing uh, in Ephesians 5 and say, yes, yeah, she's supposed to be submissive to me, and not realize what a husband's role in all that is supposed to be, that to love your wife as Christ loves the church. You're not going to see that. You might read it, but you're going to gloss over it because your mind is fixated on maybe the argument you have with your wife. So praying to have that clear mind and focus on what you're about to read in Scripture um, is, is vitally important. Yeah, I think as you as you come into reading your Bible with prayer, you're actively submitting yourself to the will of God in your life. So you're coming to Scripture because you want to you grow, you want to learn from it, you want to get something out of that time in Bible reading. And so prayer helps just establish uh, that mindset of, I'm coming before the throne of God, I'm hearing now from Him, and so I'm going to come and I'm going to make my requests known to Him, and I'm going to submit myself to Him and to His authority. Yeah, it's, it's great to 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 pray in order to like Kellen said clear our minds like like Doug said there to to submit ourselves uh, to the Lord pray during that time of reading the God's word too if you come across a passage that you're just struggling with uh, with maybe understanding it praying in in that moment God help me understand this or help me find the answers to my the the questions that I have uh, that's important we talked last time during our, our episode on prayer to uh, to piggyback on the prayers that we find in, in God's Word, the prayers in the Psalms and other things, to, to be engaged in prayer during the reading of the Word. Uh, but how about praying after? Why is it important that we pray after we read God's Word? Well, I think we're supposed to respond to God's Word. We're not just supposed to intake it and just have it there for ourselves and just to gain knowledge or information, but we're supposed to respond to it. And so when we pray after our time in the Word, we're, we're asking God to uh, put into practice or help us in our process of applying the Word to our lives. We need to, to take that time, set that time aside to pray and ask God to do something with what we just read, not just to just to intake that information. Right, yeah, I don't know if you guys have, have ever uh, had that situation where maybe you're, you're talking with your wife or your wife more accurately is talking to you and you get distracted and then she stops talking and you go, Oh no, I need to respond. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Sure. And you have no idea if if there's like an affirmation needed (laughs) or like a question Uh or like, Oh, that's the most amazing thing that I've ever heard. Or I'm just gonna say that never happens to me. Never. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But sometimes that's us with God. Like we read God's word and God is communicating to us through his word. And we finish and close our Bibles and we like get up and just walk out of the room. Right. And if that's not going to fly with our wives, dude, why would that fly with the creator of the universe? Like he wants us to respond. He wants us to react to that. It's not a one-sided conversation. Right. Right. 
And speaking of response, that's our fourth point. Not only are we supposed to read with a, a plan, read with a pen, read with prayer. Do you guys notice the alliteration that's going on right now? This is good. You must be it's, a pastor. It's full on Baptist. Yeah, like you're doing a great job. Yeah. Hey, I like it. But fourth, read with with purpose. Uh, purpose, not just being to have a plan. That's that's purposeful. But read with the purpose of saying, "Okay, God, what do you want me to do with this?" Uh, yeah, that response that we were just talking about just a, a few seconds ago. Um, what is the the purpose of what we are reading? What change needs to take place in us. Um, so what does that look like for us to read with a, a purpose of wanting to see change enacted in our lives? The first thing that I go to in my mind is uh, James chapter 1, this idea that we, we look into the perfect law of liberty like a mirror, and we can't be those people that just look into it and then walk away forgetting what we just read, what, what God wants us to do, but we should, we should look into it intently, and then we should persevere there. And that idea there in that passage is that we're, we're committed to implementing and being doers of the Word in our lives. So I think there's this biblical standard for us to be people who are doers of the Word, not just hearers, and to, to take a minute and stop to look intently at our own lives, to have some self-reflection in our own lives, to say, am I now lining up with whatever this passage is saying? Am I, am I measuring up to the standard that God is setting? And most of the time we're not, and so we need to do some work in our lives. We've got to do something. And specifically understanding what you're reading and being able to comprehend it. Um, there was a gentleman a few, not too long ago, actually, uh, he goes to my gym, and I've been witnessing to him, uh, and he asked me, how's the day going? I was like, great, and I just got done reading the Bible. And he was like, Okay, what'd you read? Tell me what you what you learned today. And I thought in my mind, luckily I I did know we were we were in First Samuel at the time, and so I was able to share with him what I I, I learned and what I read that day. Uh, but I thought in my mind of like, what did I, what if I didn't know the answer? And there's been some days where I think where I gloss over what I've read, and yeah, I, I just did it lazily. I could go back and find out exactly what it meant, and, and, and I didn't, but that day I did, and it, it helped my witness to him be able to, to share how important Scripture was to me and, and me be able to, to teach it to him. So that's one thing that's a constant reminder in my mind of as I'm reading this is, what if somebody asks me, hey, can you teach me about what you read today? And would I be able to do that? And if, I, if I'm not able to do that, then I need to go back and, and study a little bit more and, and get a little bit deeper so that I can go out and apply the Word and not just hear it. Yeah, that's a great point. It's, uh, if, if, yeah, a great standard. Can I teach this to somebody else? And it doesn't mean that you have to be able to get deep and, and know the language and everything else, but could you give somebody a one-sentence summary of what you just read um, and kind of understand the main point of that? That's great. I love that passage in James, too, because it says the man looks intently at his natural face. And that word natural there, it's, it's your face when you wake up in the morning, you roll out of bed looking as ugly as you possibly can be. That's right. And you look in the mirror and you go, whoa, something needs to change before I walk out of the house, right? It's, it, he's comparing it to we see the, the naturalness of us. We see the, the ugliness of ourselves and we walk away and it's like we just forget about it. It's like, well, yeah. no big deal. I'm good to go. And you walk out of the house and people are scaring. and They scream. They, yeah, they, yeah, they get in car accidents because they see you walking down the road because you haven't dealt with what you need to deal with. Well, God's word... <laughs> is that mirror for us? And so we can ask, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to, to do better? And, and ask those questions as we're reading uh, the various passages that we do every single day. How about our, our last point here, reading with a partner? Reading with a partner, finding accountability in our Bible reading. 
Yeah, I think that there's this is something that we absolutely need. You know, I was thinking the other day, um, here at our church, we all are on the same Bible reading plan that we do every day, and um, there was two guys up at the front uh, at the office, and they were talking about a proverb that we had just read, and that day, that morning, I had not gotten to my Bible reading, and they were making a comment about the proverb, and I kind of stared at them blankly, like, what are you talking about? And it it just convicted me, like, man, you didn't read this morning. Um, I didn't know what they were talking about. And so I, I went right in my office, and I was like, man, I need, I need to read. I didn't read this morning. And so there's, there's something about having other people around you that are in it and committed to it that just spurs you on to the task. And when you, when you don't do it, there should be a level of like, hey, you, you should do it. You, you, you should be in the Word every day and let those people around you, us men, we need people to push us in that direction. Yeah, so like we said at, at the beginning, uh, there's things that we do every single day, and we do them because we value them. We think they're an important part of our routine. Uh, we think they're necessary. They're uh, healthy for us. They're good for us, whatever it may be. Guys, as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, reading our Bible needs to be at the top of that list. It is such an imperative part of being a quality man of God to make sure that we are daily taking in His words. So hopefully, uh, this has been helpful for you, giving you a few uh, pointers on how to, to get in, develop a, a, a good, solid plan to read God's Word, uh, how to approach it, how to be praying during it, how to be engaging with the text, uh, reading with that purpose to say, okay, God, what do you want to do with this text in my life? Uh, we want you guys to be uh, men of the Word. We want you to be in it daily. And that's how we're going to be praying for you, praying for you this week that you will uh, excel still more as you seek to apply these things to your life.